and welcome to our eighth episode of Greater Greener Georgia. I'm one of your hosts, Alexis. And I'm Miles, and we're back again to inform and educate our listeners to the comings and goings of environmental and political issues facing Georgia. Well, first of all, Miles told me some very exciting news today. Yes, today, September 30th, as we are recording, is actually International Podcast Day. And we are celebrating very accordingly by recording this podcast for you today. It seems like there's a national day for everything. Yeah, there really does. And you know what? I'm glad to be celebrating this one with you, Miles. <laughs> this week, we have a few important political updates and some new and exciting data on environmental news around the country. First of all, let's talk about my favorite thing, voting. Municipal elections for mayor and city council are coming up in just over a month. If you're not already registered to vote, the deadline to be eligible to participate in these elections in Georgia is coming up really soon. Monday, October 4th is the last day to register to vote. Head over to gcvoters.org vote to make sure you're registered and tell a friend to get it done too. If you're not already registered to vote, literally pause this podcast right now and go do it. Go, go, go. What are you waiting for? Next up, the topic of redistricting is back on the table and will be for the next few weeks and months. A draft proposal of Georgia's new congressional boundaries was released earlier this week. And while it's unlikely it'll be the final version, it's very telling of how the upcoming redistricting special session might go. While there's a lot to unpack in the draft of the new map, the biggest changes in Atlanta metro area would apply to Representative McBath and Bordeaux's district. Specifically, McBath's district could start to lean more Republican, and Bordeaux's district could start to lean more Democrat. There are still weeks before the special session to approve new maps for congressional, state, House, and state Senate seats, and it is likely that several other drafts will appear before getting close to the final boundaries. We'll definitely be doing a deeper dive later in the year on how the new maps will impact Georgians over the decade. Whether or not that version becomes the final map, there's definitely going to be a lot more to talk about once the district lines are officially redrawn. We'll be advocating for fair maps that truly represent the people of Georgia, not districts that break up communities and unfairly give power to people who don't speak for their constituents. Exactly. There's a lot at stake with these maps, and we're going to fight to make sure they don't unfairly impact our elections in the years to come. Up next, I came across a pretty interesting study done by the Yale Program on Climate Change Communication. They're in the process of releasing lots of data and research from their most recent study, but this first article they released gives us a peek into what already seems like is going to be very telling of how politicians and activists talk about and handle climate change in the coming years. Essentially, their new data shows that in the past six months, Americans' beliefs that global warming is happening has increased by 6%. People who think that global warming is happening now outnumber those who think it is not happening by more than 6 to 1. This is actually huge. Furthermore, a record-breaking 70% of Americans believe that climate change is a direct threat that they should be worried about, and 55% of Americans believe that global warming is something that is actively harming us as humans right now. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a pretty big guarantee you already agreed with all of those sentiments. So why is this even a big deal? This data stands in stark contrast to the politicians who are fighting against climate protections on a federal level. If almost three-quarters of all Americans are worried that climate change is a direct threat to their health and safety, but Congress doesn't take bold action as soon as possible to try and prevent more damage from being done on the climate, then they're probably, and hopefully, going to have a hard time keeping their seats next time they're up for election. 
Long story short, it's certainly no longer a question that the climate is changing and major action needs to be taken by politicians and corporations to, at the very least, slow down the damage being done, if not bring it to a stop. If you're feeling passionate about this too, we have actions that you can take. Check out our social media for the post about the Build Back Better Act and click the link. It's a bit.ly link, so it's bit.ly slash build dash back dash act, which is kind of long, but check out our social media at GC Voters for that link and take action with us. Make your voice heard to tell politicians that we need to take climate action now. It kind of sounds like an Onion article that people actually now believe that global warming exists. <laughs> exactly. Like breaking news. It's 2021 and climate change is happening, which we have kind of known for a while. But this poll is pretty interesting because it really is showing that the general population does believe in climate change, which not that it's actually been a question, but people have been questioning it. And it seems like that is slowly going away, which is helpful to the cause. Yeah, definitely. And it seems like it's a climate change kind of episode today because I'm going to be talking about going carbon neutral and kind of what that means. Yeah, let's hear about it. Basically, this came up because I saw a series of ad campaigns that Delta recently put out um, highlighting how they're pledging $1 billion to become the first carbon neutral airline by 2030. This was actually announced about a year ago, but now they're just starting to put out some TV ads and put the word out there. And since Delta is a Georgia-based company, I thought it'd be interesting to highlight this pledge, um, but also talk about what carbon footprint is and what going carbon neutral even means. So carbon neutral means that any CO2 released into the atmosphere from a company's activities is balanced by equivalent amount being removed. Climate positive means that activity goes beyond achieving net zero carbon emissions to create an environmental benefit by removing additional carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. In the case of Delta Airlines, jet travel produces a ton of CO2. You've heard folks like Greta Thunberg and other activists talking about how they refuse to travel by plane, and this is the you know one of the main reasons. So it sounds incredibly challenging for such a dirty industry to go carbon neutral. They are stating that they're going to do this by investing in forestry, wetland restoration, grassland conservation, marine and soil capture, and other negative emission technologies. So these things are obviously unrelated to air travel, but it's so great to see major organizations investing in these green initiatives and taking steps towards being carbon neutral. Hopefully more companies will take stuff seriously before it's too late. Taking it to more of a personal level, do you, Alexis, know your carbon footprint? No, I do not, actually. Do you know what your carbon footprint means? I do kind of know what it means. You know, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but it has to do with how much energy I'm using and my impact on the environment. That is definitely correct, and I put you on the spot there, so well done. Um, it's very easy to calculate, actually. Like you said, your carbon footprint is a simple way of keeping track of how you are directly impacting the environment as a whole. It is not the only factor to consider, but it is easy to calculate using online questionnaires. Each and every action that you take every day, from driving a car to the food that you eat to the amount of energy you use, adds to your total emissions. There are a ton of great websites that you can use to calculate your carbon footprint, such as natures.com's carbon calculator. Um, a super easy way to start cutting down your carbon footprint is to use renewable water bottles. Fun fact. So I did the calculator, and honestly, I was only slightly less than the global U.S. average, 
which is 16 tons of greenhouse gas emissions per year. So it's definitely something for me to work on. This test calculates how much water you use, how much gas, how many miles you drive, what type of foods you eat. Um, it's pretty extensive. And there's actually longer tests online that you can really go deep into. You know, you got to have your energy bills and all your kind of paperwork ready. And we actually wrote, um, you know, on our website, we have a blog that goes into this a little bit more. So feel free to check that out. Yeah, I definitely need to try that calculator out. I'm, I'm sure I'm using more emissions than I'm aware of, and I'm sure there's places I could cut down. Yeah, it's something you really don't think about in your day-to-day, but yeah, it's definitely something to work on. And hopefully corporations are working on it too. <laughs> yeah, coming from the top down is a huge thing, and Delta, you know, taking that big step, you know, hopefully they're putting their money where their mouth is, and it's not just like, a, you know, an ad campaign, and they're actually doing stuff, so we'll have to, you know, stick on them and and also just you know, invest in other companies that are putting this type of policy at the forefront. Yeah, definitely. So that's all we got for this episode. So happy National Podcast Day. Go listen to all of our podcasts to celebrate. Yeah, go listen. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Greater Greener Georgia. (laughs) 